wonder how many people Roger's going to take on tour with him. Who knows? I know lots of times they'll do like the whole backing vocals and stuff for some of the dark side stuff. And yeah, <laughs> I, 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 I've watched some stuff of him do that. And I, I kind of laugh at a lot of it because, Oh, Roger, <laughs> you're just being you. Yeah. What can you say? About I love Roger? you for it. And it's, and it's kind of what I love about yeah, it. It's like it's what I love about your songwriting. It's just, you are just so unapologetically fucking you. Yeah. Well, that <laughs> Roger, I have such a love hate relationship with Roger Waters. Cause I yeah. hate him and I think he's a musical genius. Him. And I think he's, yeah, I know. I hate him. I can. Ha- I have. There's moments where I I do hate him as a person. Oh yeah. But I understand and appreciate him as a person. <laughs> I'm maybe not quite sense. there. I I don't like him as a person, but as a musician, damn. Yeah, as a musician. Oh my god. Like mm-hmm. I I understand why he is the way he is. Mm-hmm. I don't necessarily like who he is. Mm-hmm. Well, we'll, I understand why we are. We will get. Into yeah, Pink we are Floyd. definitely coming up on Pink Floyd. Uh, we'll have a whole bunch of people in on that podcast. That should be fun. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, let's. I don't think we've even told them what we're doing. Oh yes, uh, we will be seeing. Uh, <laughs> I think it's scheduled for April twenty fifth. Is the podcast I have arranged twenty second? Well, the the show 22nd. is going to be the twenty second. Oh, but yeah, we'll record yeah. the podcast on the 25th, so we'll release it on the 26th. It's it's packed. It's packed behind me. I, I thought I had it with me right here. But we are going to see a Cleveland-based uh, Pink Floyd tribute act mm-hmm. that tours generally through Ohio quite a bit, mm-hmm. uh, entitled Wish You Were Here. Mm-hmm. Now, what is it that they're, they're doing at this show? Did they say they're, that they're, they're doing, doing like, any special? They said they're doing all of Animals and then other stuff because all of animals is in a full set but yeah i mean animals is one of my favorites that's fairly high on my list right now so yeah yeah it it is it's it is definitely uh are we doing it like numbered or are we doing it like a b c d e uh, whatever i'm definitely numbering mine i'm not keeping track of letters (laughs) okay cool okay cool cool good 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 yeah it's um uh top five ish no yeah no i have in my top five for sure Mm. Yeah, it is, but... Uh, Not to spoil, if you want to find out the exact number, tune in for the podcast on the 26th. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I won't say any more of ranking, but uh, that's good. Um, Actually, I will tell a little story. Or I could save it for the podcast. It's just about the band. Yeah, let's save it for the podcast, because we okay. will have stuff to talk about there. Um, we, but, will. we will. Uh, myself and George will be going to the concert. We haven't seen Wish You Were Here before. But you have, so you have previous experience. And then Lindsay Pankers, who, from my two cents of nonsense, sadly lives on the other side of the country. So he will not be going to the concert with us. But he has light Pink Floyd experience. And he will be giving his take on the albums, which, honestly, I think I'm really kind of interested to see what he says. I I am. I don't know what would be like first listening to a lot of these. So wait, he's he's. Going in blind, listening to the albums? He knows and is somewhat familiar with Dark Side and the Wall, and he likes those. Okay. But, like, so, the rest, no. Did you did, did you give him some sort of order to start with, or did you just send that boy to Umaguma right away? Beyond the darkness, beyond the human evolution, is Khan, a genetically superior tyrant. Exiled to a barren planet 
Banished by a starship commander he is destined to destroy. Left for dead, he has survived. You have no idea what's coming next. Dad! Even Superman won't be able to stop it. Has that plane really got a chance of getting through? Well, uh, sir, uh, if the pilot's good, see, I mean, I mean, if he's really sharp, he can barrel that baby in so low. I mean, <laughs> you ought to see it sometime. It's a sight, you. a big plane, like a 52. Vroom! It's jet exhaust, frying chickens in the barn. This Organized Chaos podcast is brought to you by Gems Art Studio. Gems Art Studio is an online store that allows access to prints that you can use for most anything, obviously as just a picture, or as a wallpaper, or as a bookmark, or anything you can think of. You can find Gems Art Studio at etsy.com slash shop slash Gems Art Studio. This podcast is also brought to you by listeners like you. Thank you. And welcome to another Organized Chaos Podcast. My name is Bobby Quarters, and today with me, as usual, is Bob. How are you doing, bud? I am still here, still working. Um, yeah. A little tired today. Oh. <laughs> you know, coughing, oh. stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. It's good fun. Um, it's probably like, it's, prob- it's probably the temperature change, man. I've been... Kind of like a little backed up in the nose area. Mm-hmm. It's good fun. I don't know what you're talking <laughs> about. Mm. It's that fun seasonal change for Ohio. Mm. Yeah. Like it changes on a dime. Oh, yeah. It changes every 15 minutes here. It throws, throws your whole oh, system yeah. into chaos. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It makes your immune system just go, what the fuck? Yeah. I've always, even like pre, uh, or actually, you know, I would say even a little bit starting COVID. Probably like when we heard about it, it was like, well, you know, it's a good thing about growing up in Ohio with it, with how different the weather is so much. Mm-hmm. Like, I kind of feel like our immune systems are kind of used to wild cards. Yeah. So, you know. <laughs> Something to be said We're for used that. used to it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and, and if you're here checking in to see if uh, CP's here, yeah, I did talk about him being on. Um, Unfortunately, he is moving and it's going a bit rougher for him than he thought. So he will not be joining us this week. So. That is sad, but hopefully we can get him on soon. (laughs) Hope he has all the best, too. Yes, yes. Moving is never fun. No, moving sucks. I'm not looking forward. I'm going to have to move from here at some point, and I'm not looking forward to it because you always lose something that you're going to miss every move. Guaranteed. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. There's no avoiding that. That's become a fact of life, I've learned. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean... Sometimes it's, uh, oh, the last lost when I moved, because, uh, when I moved to where I'm at now, where I moved with my, uh, where I, where I moved in with my wife, well, girlfriend then, now wife, but mm-hmm. like the, I moved just from one apartment to another and I still had a lot of my stuff still in boxes because like I didn't have room to put it all away mm-hmm. anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> and it just kind of fit better. I was like, you know what? I really don't need any. So I'm just going to keep it packed up because mm-hmm. I really don't need any of it. It was more just like my knickknack stuff, stuff I would have lying around the house, mm-hmm. some books. Like I maybe kept the box of books on top. So if I wanted to get in and read one, I could just open and yeah. find whatever I wanted to read. And I think I can I, I only unpack my movies. Yeah. 
Makes sense. <laughs> I mean, movies are important. Mm. Which, well, yeah, but after I unpacked said movies, I just didn't have a table anymore. They were all just kind of in random stacks on my table. But yeah, but I've, I have lost like some stuff. Oh, yeah. I've lost a hat, like a beanie mm-hmm. I really liked. <laughs> One I had had for years. One thing I remember is I had a, a totally. It was a magic deck. It was a well-wisher elf deck. If you know anything about that, it's just a deck kind of designed to piss people off. You just heal like mad. <laughs> like you, like a deck like that, you end up with like 200 life in like a couple of turns. And then the other person is just getting annoyed because, you know, it's not like you're attacking them with anything because you don't have anything to attack with. But, you know, you have 200 fucking life. You <laughs> know but uh yeah i i kind of missed that it was dumb though i have a much better magic deck now so (laughs) oh well then all's well as is oh oh, yeah oh yeah it gives you an excuse to make a deck that's actually good rather than one that just annoys people (laughs) i uh, there i think the only thing that i've ever lost in a move that i was like very kind of a little salty Mm -hmm. about for a period of time was a bit of like uh, art that an ex and I Ooh. had both kind of went half mm-hmm. on. <sighs> Actually, yes, it, it it was a concert poster mm-hmm. for for Pussifer. Oh, nice! Mm. Yeah, I had went out and I bought a nice frame mm-hmm. for it. I had bought the poster. I bought the frame with to give it to her at mm-hmm. a later point, but. Mm-hmm. Well, actually, I'm kind of excited about today because today was like all just stuff that's like really good. Um, yeah, like I would say <laughs> Superman and Lois last three episodes was my least favorite thing uh, of the lineup today. And I, I still really like that. I still, Yeah. Yeah. I still really enjoyed uh, how they uh, book ended uh, that story. Yeah, definitely. Um, but we're also talking about Star Trek Two: the Wrath of Khan, Star Trek Two when they fi- Which is also just yeah fucking great yeah no it's, <laughs> like, I, I also like to call it star trek 2 the movie where they figured out what they're doing <laughs> yeah and then where, uh, they, where they knocked it out of the park <laughs> and then for a uh for a little bit of a comedy slash reality check we're going to be doing dr strange love a movie about the u.s attacking russia yeah and nuclear war has nothing to do with war, current events yeah. it's completely unrelated no. it's it's a fantasy <laughs> We're just concerned about, you know, our vital uh, bodily fluids. Yeah, bodily fluids are so important. It's we got to keep that, them that, clean. Wh- don't drink vodka, the drink water. Don't <laughs> Yes, don't drink vodka. Drink water. Take it from the recovery now, Keith. Don't 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 drink vodka. It tastes bad anyways. It it just tastes like burning. <laughs> and it's important to stay hydrated. Yes, yes. <laughs> it's very important. I mean, what? We're like 80% water. I believe, according to that movie, we're two hundred and ten percent water. <laughs> yeah, two hundred ten. This is the amount of water I've consumed today. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> what? What? My bottle's down here. <laughs> oh, that's that ain't bad. That ain't bad. Pretty good. Pretty About good. A liter and a half is what I I put in mm. today. <laughs> uh, so I I guess are we ready to get rolling already? Uh, go into Star Trek yeah. two. Yeah. Ah, yes. Star Trek 2. Again, the one where they figured out what they were doing. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, this is 
so goddamn good. I love this movie. This is it's it, it's and I got to say this, though, normally Bob and I predetermined before we went on air or even recorded that we are going to rip Shatner apart in this series mm-hmm. oh, just yeah. because he's it's it's Bill and he has. not Yeah, <laughs> but I got to really give him credit in this one. He delivers oh, yeah. on just such a great standard and is what makes him just such a great actor. Yeah, no, it's one like, of those things where it's like. He's he's like Nicolas Cage, where he can give you the best yeah. and the worst performance. He's the best and worst actor all rolled into one. And it all depends yeah, on the but, project and the director of where which one you're going to get. <laughs> yeah, it does. It depends on the script and the director. Yeah, yeah. And I don't know. In the first one, it was fine. I didn't think he was particularly bad. In some episodes, he's really bad. Um but here, oh, yeah. like, he sells this so well. Like, the con line is uh, iconic, obviously, and it's been parodied to death. Oh, yeah. But part of it oh, is yeah. just, he delivers it so goddamn well. Just, con! I can't even do it. I can't even do it. Con! <laughs> it's like, God! nailing it, nailing it. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, I can't do that. No. That I can't even get the speech that he got at the end. And that's when I it, it really dawned on me at the end of that movie. And I was like, you know, as much as I want to make fun of him right now, like, he's so yeah, good. Yeah, he he's just so good. Yeah, this is one of those movies where he he's really <laughs> just nails it. Possibly his best performance in these movies. I guess we'll have to watch through because he has a couple of good ones. I, I remember in six, he's pretty good. Too. Yeah. I remember. Yeah, I remember. The, I remember some really great moments in Generations. Ah, see, I, I haven't seen that one in a really long time for probably obvious reasons. I, yeah. I, I, <laughs> well, I mean, it's it, it's like I'll say it's Mal- it's not Malcolm's best performance. No, it's uh, yeah. <laughs> we'll get to it when we get to it. <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, some interesting behind the scenes stuff. Like the first movie had a lot of Gene Roddenberry in it. And it was super expensive, but it made its money back. Yeah. So it told the studio they have something here, but they want to make a movie cheaper. So they they yeah. sidelined Gene Roddenberry, which is sad, but he's his creative output's always been spotty, in my opinion. <laughs> he always seems to mean well. Yeah. Um. And they put well, yeah, he he did us the good blessing of um creating this universe and this world mm-hmm. and these characters. Oh, yeah. Mm. I mean, I, I feel that from what I've understood and what I've what I've read and like watched from various documentaries about mm-hmm. it, like, you know, how you say his creative input at times is spot. Yeah. Mm. And I agree with that wholeheartedly. I feel that, you know, he in moment thinks of something that'd be better for a character or a plot device or, you know, and yeah, in the moment, that sounds like a really good idea in your head, Gene, mm-hmm. but like the tr- the groundwork has already been laid. Mm-hmm. Let's just let the cards fall. <laughs> yes, for sure. Uh, yeah. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, where was I? Oh, yeah. Uh, the studio went to Harv Bennett to produce this. Yeah. And he hired Nicholas Meyer uh, based off what he saw from a well movie called Time After Time, uh, which we might have talked about at some point. Which we <laughs> Yes, I, I, ha- I have the slightest recollection yeah. of Time After well, Time. Well, Time After Time was a low budget sci-fi movie and they're looking for somebody who can carry something like that. Nicholas Meyer was not familiar with Star Trek when he was hired. But he watched the original movie, and I don't have his exact quote, but it was something like, 
Yeah, I don't know if I can do better, but I can do something less boring. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I can do better, but I can make it less yeah. boring. <laughs> Which I, I, I can appreciate. <laughs> He's being yeah, real. <laughs> let's face it, that first one's a bit of a chore. It's a bit of a chore. <laughs> yeah, it is, but this one still had its fair amount of Enterprise porn. It oh yeah, absolutely. It, but it was much less. Didn't quite make the, yeah. It didn't quite make the quota of the no, first no. standard that we'll get for pretty much the rest of the series, unless it's like a new Enterprise. Then mm-hmm. we're gonna get a healthy amount of it. Well, which surprisingly, from what I do remember of the my first watch of all the series, mm-hmm. I do remember the ship getting destroyed a lot. Well, we haven't even gone to the first like completely. Yeah, now, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just as a whole, just that little note. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, at this point in history, the ship that. has been destroyed once. So, <laughs> once, yeah. <laughs> I wonder if they'll maintain that through the next movie. Shut up. Hopefully, <laughs> they did. This one did have a like kind of an end credit scene or a post credit scene, or would you say mid credit? Did it? I don't remember that. Or where the where it showed the uh, pod on Genesis. I thought that was the end. I thought that was okay. That was the end. Yeah. Yeah, I thought that was just, maybe maybe it was maybe, that is the end. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> uh, maybe it's because I'm used to ha- seeing post credit scenes. I know having to wait for. Now I just assume that you know some things are just that. Well, I, I want to say there's like a crazy statistic. Like before, like Marvel movies, there was like two end credit scenes period in movies <laughs> yeah it's just like what <laughs> just always two and then now we see it in other films yeah like it's just kind of yeah i think masters uh, of the universe had one of the very first end credit scenes in all of movies <laughs> okay <laughs> which is like wow okay masters of the universe yeah it's Dolph lundgren isn't it yes no <laughs> sweaty Dolph lundgren yeah. and bad cgi oh my god and- have you seen that ad the ad? It's a TV ad. Have you no. seen it? Yeah, it's like uh, he's like he's like leaning over a building and somebody's about to fall and he's like, here, grab my hand. I will, but you're so sweaty. And it's like a horribly de-aged Dolph Lundgren. Uh, no, I have And not. It, it's it just like, bad. he looks like shit. Yeah. It looks like shit. <laughs> just kind of going, oh, God. I'm just more, I don't know what sh- I'm more surprised by. That somebody saw that and thought, that's good. Mm-hmm. We're going to release that. Pay that man. Yeah. The fact that those two actions have occurred yeah. and that is the end result. No, commercials usually have I a huge d- budget. I mean, so. I, well, I mean, unless it's intended to be that bad, but are they just saying that Doff just makes only those shitty movies? Because the last time I checked, he's not Neil fucking Brent. No, no. <laughs> Are you sure? His are at least subpar entertaining. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Dolphs are at least mildly entertaining. Oh, for sure. Mm. They're not like, you know, for your consideration. Mm. Good, but. But, uh, yeah, Nicholas Meyer. This, however, should have been. Yeah. Well, Nick, well, here, Nicholas Meyer. Uh, I think we got derailed, uh, but now I have to collect my thoughts. Collecting thoughts is tough. I have to I'm pick sorry. them up off the floor and. 
Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm just throwing a wrench into the spokes here. Well, uh, after he was hired, Nicholas Meyer, of course, watched the first movie, had the comment about, uh, hey, I can make one less boring. And then he sat down and watched the entire <laughs> original series because what he wanted to do was bring back a villain from the original series. And what do you know? Season one, uh, episode called Space Seed. Ricardo Montalban guest stars as the villain. So, yeah, he arranged to get Ricardo Montalban to uh, reprise his role as Khan from the original series, which I'm not going to lie, Space Seed was never an episode that thrilled me. Uh, but Montalban was obviously and, the standout of that episode. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, yeah. And, and also the fact that the character looks completely different. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I have got. I, I I did go back and watch that. I was. I almost too. did, but I didn't. And yeah, it does set up the movie nicely, though. Like you get to see exactly what it happens. does. Yeah, it, it, it does. And you could even see the girdle. <laughs> what? No. What are you talking about? No. No. <laughs> totally see the what? girdle. That one. <laughs> no. My favorite thing about watching those old episodes is when uh, you're watching like HD. <laughs> so like they start a fight scene and then they yeah. cut away. And it's a different shot, and it's clearly two completely different guys in similar looking clothing. Yeah, it's it's not even yeah. close. It's not even... Have I've noticed that they use a lot of those same stunt guys? Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm sure. And then again, watching them in HD, yeah. I've noticed that. I've also noticed that sometimes, especially with the background red shirt characters, mm. sometimes the uniform's a little bit too big for oh, them. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> it's not made for in one scene. By, like, <laughs> by like holding up their sleeves and holding a clipboard. Yeah. <laughs> like I've seen one just keep, they kept pulling up the sleeve. Just try not to make yeah. it obvious. This suit is totally made for me. It's just, oh. <laughs> yeah. I am Helmsman. Yeah. <laughs> I've been here for a long time. With Williams. <laughs> this is my first day. This is going to be great. Oh, son. <laughs> Although uh, this movie does bring up a kind of minor. Uh, I don't know, even know if it counts as a full fledged continuity gaffe, but Khan recognizes uh, Chekhov. <coughs> yes. Who didn't even start on Star Trek until season two. And Khan was in season one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was rather interesting, but um, sure. Yeah, well, you could always make the argument that well, uh, Chekhov was there. We just didn't see him until season two. He just, sure. he, he maybe hadn't made it to the bridge by that point. Sure. He was sure. maybe still one of the lower ranks of the ship. Sure, sure, maybe. <laughs> his, his job was intake. Yeah. That's how he would have met Khan. Sure, sure, sure. <laughs> he, I'm trying to throw Walter a Yeah, <laughs> it's a little bit of a stretch. Because <laughs> it is, it is a stretch, but I mean, this movie did have quite its fair share of stretches. Oh, yeah, oh, it. yeah. But it's still great. I mean, yeah. Like, um, let's, let's just talk a little bit about the Kobayashi Maru. Yes. Like, um, okay, um... What do you do? What would you do? That situation. Well, that's the thing. I'm not really sure what I would do different than like what Savick did in this movie. Um, raise your shields I... faster, Rainer. No, I, oh, well, yeah, that's the thing. I, I thought about that, and I had, I have that in my notes. Just like, ask what would you do in mm-hmm. that? How would you handle yeah. it? 
Um, let's see the uh, the distress call from the ship. It's coming like in the middle of that of the Phantom Zone, right? Yeah, what the whatever zone, the direct mm-hmm. like the direct middle of mm-hmm. it. Like, uh, yeah. So there's no flying outside the perimeter of it, close enough to beam them in. Yeah, that is kind of a no-win situation. Mm-hmm. Well, it's it's designed to be that way, and it is. I like as I do like Star Trek 2009. I want to state that immediately, but I do feel like they they talk about here how Kirk's solution to actually win, and he was the only guy who actually beat that scenario was uh, I what do they call it? Just uh, unexpected, not that, but uh, an unexpected irregularity. Yeah, he did something weird to, to somehow win it. <laughs> he hacked it. He yeah, hacked and then it. 2009, it's revealed it's just hacked. And it's like, oh. Oh, no, no, no. Well, yeah, yeah, he hacked it. What it, what Kurt did? Yeah. I don't think they ever really reveal what he did. Or then him I'm hacking sure it, yeah. No. I don't think he hacked it. I, I don't think Kurt did. I don't, well, I don't think Bill Bill's Kurt did. Chris Pines, he admitted to hacking yeah. it. <laughs> well, I think it's kind of um, supposed to be the same. Of course... Yeah, you could argue Probably, Kelvin yeah. timeline and stuff because once Kirk's dad dies, we, things are different. Not wait, yeah. is his dad dies? Yeah. yeah, his dad. Yeah, yeah. Because I think in this one, it's a exercise that is designed by mm-hmm. Kirk, but in the in the Kelvin, it's designed by Spock. That's right. Yeah. Well, I don't think it's That's designed Spock. by Kirk though, because Kirk. Uh, Kirk uh, took it when he was in the Academy. Well, it might be one that the Academy already had set yeah. up. Yeah, but uh, Maybe. this yeah. movie also has the only appearance of Christy Alley as Savick, although not the only appearance of Savick. And yeah, upon watching it this time, <laughs> facts. I don't. I'm actually kind of surprised it never registered sooner that she was obviously there to replace Spock. I don't know why that never occurred to mm-hmm. me. Um, but they only gave her a one movie contract, so uh, yeah, then that'll change up later. Then, <laughs> yeah, the the character was there just to cr- just to replace mm-hmm. Spock. And there's a whole bunch of stories why she didn't come back, but yeah, she seems weird. Um, not long ago on Twitter, she did like this questionnaire that she posted, and one of the questions I shit you not was if you were president. What movie would your presidency be? And do you know what her answer was? Wrath of Khan. <laughs> Life is beautiful. Oh. It's like fuck. <laughs> now I'm I'm going to hope. Are 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 we talking about the same movie of the title? Yeah, yeah. You know the Holocaust movie. <laughs> Yeah, 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 the Roberto Benigni yeah. movie. Mm. Yes. Yes, that one. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm going to take the charitable interpretation and assume she hasn't seen it and just went, "Oh yeah, that that title, surely that would be a good presidency." That's a charitable reading of that cuz otherwise what the ever loving fuck. Awfully awfully fucking generous. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's other than that. It's like, "What are you doing?" <laughs> This movie also gave me heavy Dune vibes at first. Dune vibes. Oh, yeah. Well, especially on uh, what? Seti Alpha. Uh, yeah. Is, it, is he supposed to be on six? But the, 
It, yeah, because I think five was just yeah five was yeah, destroyed. and then okay yeah yeah very much so because <laughs> he's on the the whole desert wasteland with uh, his uh, crew, his children, yeah, his crew, his genetically engineered crew that survived. But he keeps referring to his children. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, uh, I don't I don't recall any of them really having a role except his second in command who. He was awesome, by yeah. the way. He went, <laughs> when oh, he yeah. died, I was actually kind of like, "Oh, that's that's kind of sad." That's kind of <laughs> uh, what was it, Joaquin? Joaquin, I want to say. I don't remember the name of the actor, but he did a good job. <laughs> but uh, yeah, SETI Alpha Five, I believe they're marooned on. It blew up. They switched orbits to SETI Alpha Six, something like that. And Khan's wife died, a whole bunch of his crew died, and now he just wants revenge against Kirk. Yeah. Uh, and that's pretty much the whole story. It's a whole Moby Dick thing, uh, down to a point where they have Khan uh, essentially paraphrasing uh, Ahab a lot. Eh. Oh, yeah, they do. I, I picked up on that, yeah. too. It's like kind of going, wait a minute. Yeah, he... <laughs> I didn't catch that. The f- I haven't. Why have I never caught that? The many times yeah. I've watched this movie. Yeah, he's he's insane. He's he's going. Uh, yeah, he's going Melville insane. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, one thing I wanted to point out to this that I actually I I wanted to bring up that I thought was nice is the actual uniform design. Oh yeah, and all of it. How like it had this newer look, like um. Kind of like you kind of believe they were more of a higher, like, you know, ranking officer. Yeah. Like, no. I don't know. It's hard to describe. Like a lead of a lead, I no, guess. No, it's kind of interesting. <laughs> so they made whole new uniforms for the original movie. And then for yeah. this one, what they did was they, like, patched those uniforms together to make something new. So these ones are just kind of mm-hmm. patched together and stuff like that. That being said, these ones look so much better. It's kind of amazing. I'm shocked how they kind of just passion Gary came up with something better. <laughs> but yes, uh, Khan is very quick. He, uh, it's Chekhov and Paul Winfield that go down to the planet. Which is kind yeah. of an interesting combination because I believe that's the captain and the first officer. Not usually your best away team combination. <laughs> no. But... Uh, Worst away team yeah, ever. Yeah. <laughs> it happens all the time in the original series too. Uh, yeah, he, every time that I he the other actor, uh, what's his name? I you just Paul Winfield. Thank you, Paul Winfield. Yeah, any time that he spoke and he lied to Khan, I just kept thinking, like, don't worry, you're safe in here. There's mm-hmm. none of us cops will let anything happen to you, Miss Connor. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just kept thinking, like, eh, you lied to Sarah Connor. Yeah. Shame on he you. He didn't know. He didn't know. We didn't. <laughs> she didn't, he didn't know. <laughs> they weren't listening to Reese or her. Like, mm-hmm. they hey, clearly the, warned them. <laughs> in their defense, you hear about a time traveling robot from the future come to kill her. You're not going to believe it either. You're not well, gonna... <laughs> you know, from what they would, from what they described to me about it, and then actually, uh, you know, investigating that crime scene at the club. Mm a few other mysterious reports of from across town that I would have heard in the past few days. Yeah, I would, I would, okay, I'll bite. How mm. do we stop it? Because <laughs> mm. that's kind of all unusual, and you say it happened because of it, okay. 
and your name is Sarah Connor and all these other Sarah Connors are dying. Yeah. We're talking about a different movie. And yes, <laughs> uh, well, that's a, not a great movie. We'll probably have to talk that, about. Some yeah, we'll probably then. have to talk about Terminators because that's kind of like a great sci fi. Like when you rewatch it, you realize that's like a horror movie. Like the second one's a great action uh, movie, and the first one's far back. A so how? Movie. So I mean, that's that's another one that has a really messed up timeline too. Oh God, no! That timeline's shit. <laughs> like I mean, oh, wait, oh, I, have you seen any of the newer ones? No, the Terminators. I've seen all the movies. I've seen. Oh, okay. Like all, all of, of them Sarah up to Connors date. Chronicles. Yeah, all the movies up to date. Okay. Yeah. So you know the big shocker in like Dark Fate? Yeah, the one at the beginning. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I'll admit, I almost turned it off. I was like, D- fuck this. Well, I was in the movie theater, Not interested. but yeah, I was just like, oh come on, really? Are you um, fucking kidding me? Yeah. Yeah. Hey, they, they did bring hit. They did bring Eddie back for that. Yeah. For like just a fucking kill yeah just to cgi him to shit and then kill him <laughs> totally worth it right no <laughs> but uh yeah speaking of guys going out to kill we have con yeah uh, yeah con. He, he captures the uss reliant which is such a that's a name for a starship right there it's reliant <laughs> I, I don't yeah i don't know how i'd feel about that being the captain of the Reliant, <laughs> the USS Reliant. It has like it's like er, nothing wrong with it, well, but it's nothing cool about it either. <laughs> I would much rather be pilot of the Excelsior. <laughs> it's like I'm captain of the USS Work Workhorse. <laughs> Excelsior. <laughs> yeah, Excelsior sounds cool. That <laughs> just sounds cool. Uh, that, you could tribute that I, to like, Stan I'm legit Lee not too. Trying to make- well, I mean, yeah, yeah, and I'm legit not trying to make fun of Al Gore at all. Just like Excelsior is just a cool word. Oh, yeah. Mm. But Reliant, yeah, Captain of the Reliant. Although it does make it interesting when you hear about the Reliant blasting away the Enterprise, because uh, that's what it does, does fairly quickly once the Enterprise shows up. <laughs> but uh, speaking of music, James Horner's score for this is fucking oh, awesome. Man, yeah. Oh, my God. It is. It's it is. There was a lot of it because I'll admit this is one that I I kind of paraphrased and took like you know two word notes mm-hmm. to because yeah. I've I've seen Rathacon so many times. I've seen it that, once or twice. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. This out of all the other out of all the Star Trek films, I think I've seen this one and uh, Undiscovered Country the most. Mm-hmm. But yeah, this the score especially I I kind of. Yeah, I guess it caught my attention more because I really wasn't paying attention to what's going on, just kind of listening to it. Mm-hmm. And yeah, the score in this was just phenomenal. Yeah. Just so big. Oh, yeah. It just <laughs> nails it. I'm trying to think, is this James Horner's best score? Because I love James Horner, but trying to think what score he did that would be better. Mm. Well, he does James Cameron stuff now. <laughs> oh, so he did Terminator. I don't know if he did... Ter- no, I don't think he did Terminator, but he did Titanic and Avatar. Fun fact, do you think Avatar 2 will actually get released? <laughs> I have never sat through the first one in one full sitting. It is a long one. <laughs> I kind of thought the whole idea and the story of it and everything I read, I even read a full synopsis, I thought it was just stupid. Mm. I didn't want to waste my time mm. with it. I mean, it sounded like kind of how South Park put it, dances with Smurfs. Maybe, I don't know. It sounded like a combination of like, you know, Pocahontas and the Smurfs. 
I I don't know. I just a more brutal read. Yeah, telling of. I it. would say I enjoyed. I think visually <laughs> it's fantastic effects in it, um, but it is very very predictable. Like you see where it's going like immediately, <laughs> but you have to wait for like two and a half hours for the characters to come to that conclusion that's going that way. <laughs> I know that Genesis makes matte paintings because uh, they went to the Genesis little experiment cave and it's a lot of matte paintings. Nice matte paintings, but clearly matte paintings. (laughs) (laughs) No, clearly matte paintings, but they did look pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, they look nice. (laughs) Oh my God, OBS is messing with you. Your window keeps on shrinking and then enlarging. (laughs) How dare it. Um... But yeah, uh, shall we talk about the big death, which, yeah, I don't know, like, I'm, I, I'm prepared to talk about it. Yeah. I'm okay, too. <laughs> so, uh, uh, it was, uh, yeah, so, uh, Spock sacrifices himself mm-hmm. to, uh, restart the engine, the hyperdrive by reaching his end. Was that like pure energy? Or Something pr- like that. It was, it was supposed to be just <laughs> yeah, radiate like, the shit out of himself. You know what I mean? Just radiating the shit out of it. Yeah. Um, he reaches in with a glove. I don't know why he didn't. I mean, he didn't have time to get on a full suit. Mm-hmm. But like moves some stuff around, finagles it with his big glove, gets it back on and uh, saving the ship, letting it go into hyperdrive. So that they can uh, get out of there before Khan self destructs the uh, the other ship, <laughs> which he does in great dramatic fashion. Oh, in yeah. sixty seconds, it takes him to make the decision and crawl over, yeah, <laughs> to the switch, and then another twenty for it to come out and confirm that he wants to. Hey, Ricardo Montalban carries I, that well. I kept, <laughs> I kept, I, I, I actually timed it and i was like good god dude you are chewing the scenery at this point well yeah that's what he does <laughs> yes that is what he does so oh so well but yeah uh leonard nimoy didn't want to do in our movie when he did this one he was he was kind of done um he was tired of being spock and it's weird watching it now because i imagine at the time when you're watching this when this first came out you're like oh my god spock's gone oh my god spock's dead yeah yeah, but like my my generation, like the first quite a few movies were out when I started watching these and like picking up on it, you know, the story. So like the third movie spoils it immediately if you know the title. Yes, yeah, <laughs> the, the third film entitled "The Search for Spock." Yeah, or I'm sorry, Spock, 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 Spock. <laughs> but uh, let's see. Uh, this character, this move, this character, this movie also introduces <laughs> uh, some characters that we'll see throughout. We already brought up Savick, but we also get. Uh, actually, I don't think Carol ever pops up again unless we're talking about the reboots. But we get David um, Kirk's son, at least in the yeah, next. Yeah, he pops one. up. Yeah, you know, I think. I think. The, I think she's in it. I think she might be like in the beginning, and then that's it. Maybe I don't think so, but maybe you're right. We'll find out. Well. Because I, I do believe that's going to be itinerary next week. So, no. Yeah, because I know that the next one is uh, Klingons. Yes. Christopher Lloyd Klingons. <laughs> I was frozen today! <laughs> Christopher Lloyd and John Larroquette Klingons. <laughs> Great Scott! <laughs> 
Yeah, I I got the jokes on it. Yeah. Because <laughs> midway through this one, I realized, oh, that's right. Christopher Lloyd is a Klingon. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. Well, I mean, both this one and the next one are just loaded with Genesis jokes. And my daughter and I were just like, well, he's wanting Genesis, but which one? Does he want the lamb? Does he want a trick of the tail? We don't know. Maybe Duke. Maybe he wants newer <laughs> Genesis. Maybe he wants... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Definitely the newer. Yeah, yeah. Do, do, do you prefer trio or five piece, dude? Be specific. Trio. Or do you want it with traveling horns? Because that can happen. Yeah, see, we can make that happen. It'll take some <laughs> juggling and some tetrising, but we, we can make it happen. For sure. <laughs> they might have to be suspended. I think we're largely uh, done with uh, Star Trek 2. Yeah, we are, because, uh, oh no, the uh, they have a funeral. It's yes, very yes. moving. Yes. You know, yeah, Kirk, uh, he gets gives like probably the best delivery yeah the, when, when he kind of cuts out a little bit where, yeah that was where, uh, i mean like a part of me really wanted to laugh mm-hmm. at it just because it's a sad moment but also like it's shatner yeah and i couldn't find my i couldn't find it mm. and it was just god he and just i was just so captivated by his performance in that moment yeah and it's like, like, like we said, he, he can deliver when he wants to. Absolutely, and boy, when he does, it's it's so good. Mm-hmm. Sure, but we see a pod go out into space, and then later see it on a beautiful flourishing planet, mm-hmm. and you see it's like beeping and making sounds. We're told to think that hey, that Genesis pod is there with Spock in it. Yeah, and I do believe that if was the added. Planets reliving. Mm-hmm. I do believe that was added in post, or not post, but added, uh, well, obviously it was done post, but uh, added mm-hmm. a bit later when they did some test groups and Laird Nimoy wasn't as sure whether or not he wanted to come back or not. He was on the fence yeah, about it after he, they finished the movie. Like, when he went into that movie, he was ready to be done with it, and when he was done with that movie, he was like, that wasn't bad. That was... <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, uh, maybe... <laughs> Hey, maybe I maybe I could write the next one. At least, no, at least maybe direct it. I mean, yeah, he didn't write. He didn't write the third one. I think he. I, he, I think he wrote the fourth one, didn't he? I don't. I think he had story input. I don't know if he wrote them. I know there was one that he that he did write. I think there's a few of them he wrote. Well, I think he, I think he was involved with the story on them. I don't know if he wrote them though. Yeah, it's a good question though. Uh. I, I'm pretty sure he was involved with the story on Undiscovered Country. Yeah, he was. Okay. That, what about the ones he actually? He has. Through? He had. Mm. He has written two autobio- two volumes of an autobiography. The first being called "I'm Not Spock" mm. in 1975, and I believe the other one that he, the second volume that says "I Am Spock," which was written in 1995. I see. Maybe he was involved with the story on all on most of them because I'm seeing he was worked on the story of four and six. I'm on three right now. Yeah. Uh, not three. Not three. Yeah, okay. three was Hard Bennett. Mm. Well, Nimoy also was an accomplished musician. Yes, he did. <laughs> He uh, does some pretty awesome covers. I uh, have this split album with the two of them. I know I mentioned it before, but man, his Walk the Line cover on that is awesome. <laughs> but uh, yeah, uh, see, I don't really have any final thoughts on Star Trek other than God, I love this movie. Damn, this movie is so good. Yeah. 
Uh, so yeah, it, Superman and Lois. Yep, let's get on to Superman and Lois. So last three episodes of Superman and Lois. Um, I mean, this is good. This keeps up with the quality of the series. You get the the conclusion to the Morgan Edge saga, essentially. <laughs> Yeah, we get some form of a resolution with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, he does break out of prison, kind of like you and I forced I was coming. shocked. I thought they would catch her within the week and they'd spend three episodes just hanging out at the grill or something. Yeah, I thought that Plexi uh, Krypton prison was going to, you know, keep him in trap. For but, sure. Uh, mm. It turns out that little uh, minx of an assistant he had was always up to nefariously no good stuff. And I was shocked because so, she seemed so good. She's <laughs> Yeah, so pretty much to like, you know, put a big nice bow on this, uh, Steel and Superman team up and just clean house. Yeah, well. In a way, they really have an all series, and I was just really enjoying this going, oh, this is great. Well, th- things go insane because uh, Morgan Edge essentially, what, what, he gets like, I don't even know the word. He he just kind of becomes one with that uh, crystal of yeah, his father. Yeah, that crystal thing, yeah. Then he's able to escape the Kryptonium prison and absorbs a fuck ton of sunlight. Yeah. And can, like, turn... And he turned a whole group of people in Metropolis, started raising hell in Metropolis. Yeah, he started turning people into Kryptonians right and left. It's like, holy shit. <laughs> Yeah, shit got real very quickly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but also, I did have one question during all of this. Mm-hmm. The fuck is the rest of the Justice League? Like, Batman's too busy, the Flash ain't nearby. Well, where is Martian Manhunter? It's a good question, because there is a pseudo-Justice League in the universe at this time. And yeah, actually, Martian Manhunter is part of it, I'm pretty sure. It'd be super- The fuck was he doing? I want to say it would be like Superman, Supergirl, uh... Black Lightning, Flash, Flash definitely. What, 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 what? Was he like, you know, um, playing like space racquetball with uh, Thanos? He like, was busy, man. Was... Busy. Busy. <sighs> <laughs> They're counting money. They're busy. They're counting... <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, like, he's like the greatest character in the Justice League animated. Yeah. And Kevin Conroy is a part of that cast. Oh, sure, sure. <laughs> But, you know, I mean, he's Batman. He's he's always great. Yeah. It, because he's Batman. It, like, even not even the whole Justice League. But where, I, did, I guess you don't want to bring in Supergirl, especially on season one. Because, no, you don't. But at the same time, it it's one of those things you run into where it's like, why wouldn't you call her? <laughs> but it, it's I think of it more like, you know, if all of this out of world shit's happening, mm-hmm. you know, like you think that there'd be some sort of like detection system kind of like how the dod has but you know like you know superhumans and like people like that work within the justice league or other heroes Mm -hmm. would have something like that you know yeah (laughs) well i mean superman has his family he'll have those devices and you you think there'd be something like that you yeah you'd think that there'd be something like that for other superheroes like you know i mean like kind of like a portable bat signal yeah exactly (laughs) yeah But yeah, this this uh, did wrap up nicely, though. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, the uh, Morgan Edge ends up ca- kidnapping uh, one of the uh, boy. Yeah, Jordan. Jordan. Yeah, Jordan. I knew I would knew I would get mm-hmm. it. And you know, uh, and then uh, Morgan Edge's uh, Kryptonian father 
his spirit or essence or consciousness becomes possessed into Jordan and he and Superman have a fight, Mm -hmm. which I I did love the part when um, he threw his dad or like they were fighting and they went through the lava and he was like, yeah, now you have to learn. It's like, like, like lava would slow him down. Yeah. (laughs) You're both, you're even a Kryptonian dude. Like you, (sighs) (laughs) come on. (laughs) No, it burns. It burns. <laughs> Ow. Ow. Yeah. It's mildly irritating. Yeah. Oh, damn it. I'm going to have to replace that sleeve. <laughs> I knew the stitching was going in that elbow. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I also, I really, really like this actor who's Superman. Yes, yes. Like, I really, really enjoy how he's portraying the role, like... I, I'm almost kind of on the on the fence of saying like, let's just give him a Superman movie already. I, I, like, it's an argument. I don't know yet. An argument. It, it can be absolutely can be made, mm-hmm. or at least have him be Superman in a movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what? Ooh, I've already brought up one of my biggest complaints is the suit because they I feel like they add too much padding, and we've seen him without the shirt, the his shirt in this series. And he is buff as fuck. And I almost feel like, oh, why they got to- over, the- push it over. One thing I'm- oh, he's Superman. It's part of the iconic look, you know? I guess. But- I, yeah, I, I, I get you. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's it's kind of like, um, I guess it's like, it's that iconic look, you know? It's that thing that makes him like really just be identifiable as Superman. Mm-hmm. You know, it's kind of like how uh, Batman's hiding in the shadows on a building top, you yeah. know? Yeah. Like perched off, like yeah, for sure. It's that icon- it's mm-hmm. it's that iconic imagery, it, or like at the end of uh, the newer Spider-Man movie, where we see him in that classic red and blue mm-hmm. at the end. Yeah, I mean that that suit. I I the wife watched it for the first time today. Yeah. So so yeah, I, that's all. That's still kind of fresh too. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that that I, how that suit popped. Yeah, and it's like that is a very iconic look, and it kind of really made me think more about Superman and the, his suit here. Yeah, and there's some stuff that's just kind of uh, I'm not sure, I'm not sure, but the only thing I'm really truly basing it on, in a uh, comparison wise, is that is that Reeves suit, mm-hmm. that Christopher Reeve, that that iconic like bright blue, yeah, baby exactly. blue almost, mm-hmm. yeah. And I think about how Henry Cavill's was, and it kind of almost looked like it was made of mesh. Yeah. Almost, which I kind of, I hated the suit. Yeah, his... Yeah, I feel like part of the problem with the Cavill stuff is they treat it too seriously. It's yeah. like, we, we can't have red underwear, it's not cool. Well, that's part of the suit. He's Superman, it's a superhero, it's gonna have some weird stuff. It's gonna... He's, he's an alien. Yeah, and... uh their fashion all clearly wouldn't match ours. Yeah. Well, and then, yeah, that suit is just so dark. And then, of course, Zack yeah. Snyder has to stick him in the fucking black suit later. It's like, oh, my God. <laughs> and then not only not only does Zack put him in the black suit, he releases a cut entirely in black and white. Yeah. Yeah, that made no sense, too. I mean, <sighs> nice combo. I at least thought it'd be like the Wizard of Oz at one point. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, when they all team up, like the sun's and they got that hero shot of all of them, mm-hmm. the sun would brighten up and it would be colorized. Yeah. No, I was disappointed with that. Uh, it's weird. On Twitter, I did see somebody going, man, I wish you'd release Man of Steel and BVS in black and white. And I was just like, just watch it without the color. 
<laughs> go into yeah, your TV Man settings. Boom. Go into. Your... I would. I'll, yeah, I will say that Man of Steel in black and white would be okay. Yeah, that would be cool. Yeah, that would work. But then you know all those beautiful Zack Snyder style shots wouldn't be as meaningful and bright mm-hmm. and colorful as that movie was for a Superman movie, and how dark it got. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, you, you know, I don't think anybody was ever like, hey, you know, this Zack Snyder movie, we need it to be darker. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think we're almost forgetting to mention at the end the uh, big, big uh, reveal that happened at the end. The big reveal. Uh, Steele's daughter. Oh, yeah. Uh, see. John Henry. Yeah, daughter. we don't know the full story, but she's alive and well and in this universe now, so. And called Lois mom. And yeah. That's how they ended Oh, the yeah, that's right. She called her mom. And it was just like, oh. Oh. Awkward. Oh, <laughs> yeah. About that, hun. <laughs> Weird. <laughs> I was thinking there was more I wanted to talk about here. But it was mostly just a lot of fighting between yeah, Kryptonians. Just fighting, and yeah. uh, we got a little reenactment of Steel's uh, wife getting murdered. Except this time he was able to save her. So. That yeah. was nice. He saved Lois. Yes. Yeah. That was good. <laughs> Lois also put on those uh, psych uh, or those um, uh, memory linking headbands mm-hmm. with uh, her and Jordan, and she was able to pull them out of the darkness. And it was like at a tight moment where we thought he was going to kill his brother. Mm-hmm. And then they just, he, she, or he snapped out of it. Lois was able to pull him out, and all was well. Yay. <laughs> Yay. Steel almost sacrificed himself. Yeah. I was more thinking about this like, okay, that suit was originally owned and designed by one Lex Luthor, correct? No, I don't think so. I believe he made I it. Th- I think he made it? Okay. Yeah. I it, was thinking that it was one that Lex Luthor designed. I believe... Because the system kept... The security system kept referring to him as Mr. Luthor. Yeah, there's something hacked that used to be Luthor's that's his. I think it might be just okay, being a computer I, system. I thought it was the mech suit. Okay. Either way... I'm not sure. the mech suit yeah. had... Well, let's just say for the sake of argument that that was a Lex Luthor creation, okay, right? Okay, I can get behind that. <laughs> Even with reserve power mm-hmm. being as low as it was at the end... Mm-hmm. Do you really think Lex would have a suit that would actually let him die in space? That's true. <laughs> it's le- I mean, Lex Luthor. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but also, I knew Superman would save him. Mm-hmm. I, oh, I, yeah. I, I knew it. He's floating but in space. The whole it's like, time, well, he's just going to grab him. He knows gonna... <laughs> yeah, he's, he's, he's super skinny. It's, it's cool. <laughs> no, I want to like, see the, the thing where he's floating in space. And then, like, you cut to a week later there at a barbecue. Hey, what happened to John Henry Irons? Well, last time I saw him, he was in space. Wow. Oh, shit. Oh, <laughs> shit. He's all frozen. Well, last I saw we were up there. <laughs> Shoom, yeah. He's fine. He's fine. He's not an icicle. He's not... <laughs> it, it, it's fine. It, it preserved him perfectly. <laughs> Awkward. Um... Yeah, just I was just thinking that, like, come on now. You guys are not dogging. You guys are dogging my boy Lex like this. This is not good. Mm-hmm. Not good at all. I'm curious to find the uh, Crisis on Infinite Earth series, though, after watching this. Uh, it might be on the CW app. I don't know if it still is because it's it's not. It's been a couple years old now. Because I don't. Will it be on HBO Max? Doubtful. I don't know. Because the thing is about prices is it's like a couple episodes from each of the series. Okay. You just watch them kind of in order. Okay. 
Let's see. Well, there's the animated one. <laughs> well, yeah, that one would be pretty all right because DC's animated films have always been like out of this world. So HBO Max has the Batwoman episode. It looks like that's it. So you can watch okay. one episode. So probably not worth it there. Probably not. <laughs> yeah, no, no. And if it's anything like the Batwoman uh, movie from MST3K, I'm, I'm okay on that. Yeah. Yeah, Batwoman's actually one of the series I haven't watched any of, so... Yeah. Batgirl. <laughs> That's Batwoman. I'm no, I was about to say, they're, they're different that. characters, actually. <laughs> they are. They are different characters. Completely different characters. Mm-hmm. Now, I remember a uh, long time ago on a message board, somebody got... Uh, well, they introduced a Batgirl... They, they cast a Batgirl in something. It's probably been changed by now, whatever it was. And somebody was like, isn't Batgirl supposed to be a lesbian? It's like, no, that's, but, that's but, actually did, Batwoman. That's actually... <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> it gets confusing, but yeah, they're different. They're <laughs> Fictional characters. Yes. Fictional mm. characters. Fictional. <laughs> Do you understand what I'm saying? <laughs> probably no, we have to get Affleck's mad about best, it. Probably one of Affleck's best deliveries ever there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Affleck could do a good delivery with Kevin Smith. Um, I've noticed that. Like Kevin is a director that he can really clearly get a great performance out of Ben Affleck. Yeah, time. definitely. For sure. And I'll say this, too. like He can get jason lee to deliver better than any other director i've seen yeah that's true jason lee like really shines in his movies and i don't really see him shining outside of that it's like kevin like, smith I, I see it sometimes in my name is earl with him mm-hmm. yeah but that character i think I, it was but it was in the later seasons where you know he, he's so comfortable with playing that character now that it's probably like fluid for him you know mm-hmm. Like, he doesn't have to, like, you know, get into character. He could just, you know, be Earl. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, yeah, Kevin Smith's probably pretty good at the actors, because he, like, even Tusk. Outside yeah. of Johnny Depp, the actors actually did a really good job in that. Yeah, and Justin Depp Ball was, was weird. Yeah, Johnny, he was, yeah, Johnny Depp was, like, he was doing shtick, I think. Yeah. And I think it was, like, he pitched it to Kev, and Kev just thought it was hilarious. Yeah. So he let him do it. Well, so much of his movies recently just feel like friends getting together, and it's you know there's something nice about that. But at the same time, oh, that's that's how I felt about the new Jay and Bob movie. Yeah, it exactly. totally just felt like his friends getting together, and I enjoyed all of it because it just was like you know these are. I grew up watching those movies all through like mm-hmm. my teens and twenties. So like you know watching them, it was just kind of like like you said like getting together with your friends <laughs> well I, I will say i did not enjoy the new jay and bob but oh yeah yeah like essentially <laughs> that one and then you have yoga hosers and tusk these just feel like movies with friends hanging out but they're not they're not they almost don't really feel like really movies they just feel like hey let's just shoot these scenes because they'll be funny that's well i think <laughs> that the next thing that he has definitely on the docket is clerks three i believe they've already wrapped filming on it too possibly he's talked about that one for a while so well, i know that they i know that i remember seeing shots of him being on production it seemed like they wrapped up like they were done before they knew it nice. so i mean hey maybe they had no problem yeah but that's that's good that means production went smoothly mm-hmm 
But I mean, they got most of the cast back. Oh, I'm from sure. Both, I mean, from he... both films. That's what I'm kind of surprised at. They got some. They got Kate, not Caitlin, but I'm uh, Veronica. Oh, really? Huh. <laughs> I'm deep dive. I'm, I'm very interested. Mm-hmm. <laughs> How does she feel about you know? Um, you going to meet not only you going to meet up with Caitlin, but you know, then her um ended up us uh, banging a dead guy in the bathroom. Details, details, <laughs> details, semantics. <laughs> well, here's what I'll say about Kevin Smith. I haven't liked his movies recently, but God, he seems like a nice guy. He does seem like a super like he cool has guy. his pod. Uh, not his po- was it a podcast? Uh, he has his YouTube. He calls stuff, it he his smod his smodcast. Smodcast, yeah, and that's. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. That is some of the most entertaining stuff I think he's made in a few years. Oh, God, yeah. Um, It's it's good. I I thought that the uh, tour that he did, where he did the public speaking kind of stand-up tour-ish, but pretty much it just ended up him being, like, telling stories. Yeah. Oh, yeah. telling stories. Mm -hmm. I've seen segments, uh, yeah. Like, some of that is just so funny. Like, I saw one where, like, it was at the same college where he ended up calling, like, Scott Mosier. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's like hey scott i kind of ran out of stuff to talk about so how about you tell these people about your rv mm-hmm. and you know he just put the phone up to the microphone and scott just started talking about his rv and he's like wouldn't that be great if like this whole thing paid for to hear me talk and it's really just me calling my friends mm-hmm. and having them talk to you through a phone mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh i do feel like we've gone off topic but i don't really yes. think we have much more on superman Lois to say other than season one is very good Season one is very good, and uh, I'm excited for whenever season two uh, is complete and, I guess, added to HBO Max. Yeah, exactly, when it becomes easier to watch, because the CW app is spotty at best. It's... Yeah, I imagine it would be. Yeah, it, well, what it does is it, what it does, like, the last four episodes of a series or something like that. And it's nice to be able to watch it for free, but commercials yeah. get super repetitive there's like three commercials and they replay them over and over again there's like, oh oh like god good fun yeah yeah but uh, are we ready to look at the end of the world yeah <laughs> dr strange love or how i learned to stop worrying and love the bomb this could also be called the worst dr strange movie i don't know what dr strange book this is supposed to be based off of but like Apparently he has a strange it's, love. It's, what? <laughs> it's, no, I think it's just Doctor Strange love. Oh, love. <laughs> this is the yeah, porno well, Doctor yeah. Strange. What? Strange <laughs> <love>. <laughs> yeah. yeah, leading up on our road to Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, we have Doctor Strange love. <laughs> this series takes an interesting turn. Yes. <laughs> no, this is uh the uh, war clat comedy. Uh. I guess satire film. Yes, about the end of the world. Yeah, it, it's hard to classify this one, but it's definitely a Kubrick classic. Oh yeah, I was actually trying to think if there's a Kubrick movie I like better than this, because this is this is fantastic. Uh, I love this. Oh, <laughs> uh, you got me thinking about that. Yeah, now. I mean he's got some classics. I. I'll go ahead and say the uh, controversial For... opinion. I think Kubrick's kind of a mixed bag. I think he has good stuff and some stuff that's kind of like, <sighs> but this is definitely yeah. one of the good ones. And this is, I think it's uh, his best. What is it? That old English one, the one that takes place in Victorian English, England. 
It was May. He made it right before uh, Clockwork Orange. I, I, maybe I, Todd, that doesn't like bear, ring a bell like at Todd all. Or, it's it's like the name. It's it's the title is a name, like a first and last name. Oh, Barry Lyndon was yes, Barry Lyndon. Okay, yes, it was done after. Okay, my mistake. I, I don't think I've seen that one. Yeah, actually, looking at this, I'm like, wow, there's actually a lot of these I haven't seen. So I guess I'm judging it based on like 2001, Clockwork Orange, Shining. Uh, well, what, let's let's do that. Let's list off the shut. Kubrick. Let's, <laughs> let's list the Kubrick films that we both have seen. I've seen Eyes Wide Shut. Yeah. Um, I've seen a Clockwork Orange, mm-hmm. Full Metal Jacket, uh, The Shining. So I haven't two, seen Full Metal 2001, Jacket. 2001, 2001, and uh, Doctor Strangelove. So yeah, uh, I've seen those, but not Full Metal Jacket. <laughs> oh, you should. That's good. I know. That's, I, good. that's one everybody quotes all the time. <laughs> it, it it is good. It's a little rough the first watch, but it's, I will. De- it, it, it's good. I will definitely say without doubt the worst of those is Eyes Wide Shut. Yeah, not even competition. No. I mean, that that's a tricky one, man. That's a tricky one. Because, like, I mean, as subject matter aside, mm-hmm. um, like, it's not, I don't really consider it a Kubrick film. That's true. He did die during production, so. And, and Spielberg took over. Mm-hmm. And you can kind of tell the shots that are Spielberg, when Spielberg, like, Yeah. Yeah. I don't know the full details of what he took over. I don't know if it, if he took over any of the principal photography or any of that. But I don't know. That one is just it's it doesn't feel like a Kubrick movie when I watch it. Feels like it tries to get there, but it just kind of well, hangs out on that like edge. Or what are you uh, finding more out about that? No, no. According to this, Kubrick died just four days after presenting Warner Brothers with with what was reported to be the final cut of the film. Oh, okay. So did he finish shooting? I know Spielberg was involved with like wrapping it up, maybe, maybe putting together the edit for the studio and he might've done reshoots as well. Well, cause he and Tom were like almost inseparable at that point. Well, I mean, Kubrick and Spielberg were big friends too, which it's it's brought up how like they have such different styles, but they were very close friends. It's interesting to know that not only like him, like, okay, so like, Spielberg, Kubrick, mm-hmm. uh, Coppola, and Lucas like, yeah. were all best buddies in film school. Mm-hmm. And it's, a it's just a like, class. <laughs> yeah, that's a hell of a graduating class right there. And I think like Milos Foreman was in there too. Like, just Jesus <laughs> Christ, guys. Like, that's a powerhouse of just names right there alone. Mm-hmm. Oh, but yeah, I just I find that interesting that all those guys were just buddies. Mm-hmm. Just, just college buddies. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> and, you know, they've made so much entertainment for for years mm-hmm. of our pop culture. It, it's 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 fun to think about, but mm-hmm. I don't know. Uh, you say you have not seen Full Metal Jacket. Okay. No. Um, that one, uh, there's like the obvious, you know, Kubrick cinematography and, you know, detail. But, uh... All right. I would say uh, visually, I'd say 2001 is my favorite. 
Oh yeah, I, I would give visually that. that's that's not my favorite overall, but visually, yeah. You for its use of color and light, a Clockwork mm-hmm. Orange. <laughs> yeah, because uh, that that one is just kind of beautiful. Mm-hmm. It's it, it's it is beautiful chaos. But this one, I don't know. It does have its own feel, and I I I can't yeah. I don't know if it's my favorite. I don't know if it's my favorite Kubrick, but it is up there. It is up there. Yeah. Well, you this kinda, one you you get that feeling of tension the whole time as you're watching it. Oh yeah. Well, what this reminds me of re- watching this one, it reminds me a lot of Don't Look Up. Yeah. Now, this, this is obviously way before that. Don't look. This is way better too. Even though I thought Don't Look Up was probably my, one of my favorite movies of 2021. This yeah, is mine too. This is mine. Yeah, it but was definitely one of mine too. It's definitely the same like style where it's like here's like a ridiculous situation but it feels all too possible <laughs> yeah it, it <laughs> i mean if you haven't seen dr strange love essentially it's all about a general uh is ripper the guy yeah he just kind of goes mad and uh yeah tells a plane armed with nuclear bombs to go bomb a weapon site in russia well he tells like 25 of them that's like yeah, 25 Five, yeah. Like he has like a number. There's like a large like yeah. squadron of them out, and he sends a mass order out to all of them. Mm-hmm. And yeah, we it... follow one bomber to crew who follow every specification of the opening protocol of the mission, which yeah. also means disabling communication equipment. Yes. Essentially, the code is supposed to be okay. Essentially, Washington has been destroyed, so now we have to make our our second strike against whoever did this. Um, shut down yeah. all communication and do your business. And there has to be a very specific recall code done to bring them back. Which, of course, only the one crazy general knows. And even the president can't do anything about it at this point. <laughs> he, yeah, he can't get a hold of him. There's a, a bridge commander or not a bridge commander. Uh, a, I guess kind of like a liaison officer. Oh, yeah, England, the XO, yeah. Who's with this... Yeah, the XO. Yeah, with uh, with mm-hmm. him. So with this rogue general, and he's just trying to keep this guy yeah. calm the entire movie. Yeah. Listen, yeah, it's all crazy. We need to do something about how crazy it is. And the first step is to tell me the cancellation code. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. We'll do that, and you'll give me yeah, the code. Yeah, yes, just give me the yes. code for love of God. <laughs> and uh, this general is also the one who is very concerned with our bodily oh, fluids. God. He- they never really fully lash out why, but... Well, they do up to a degree, and that's how you know it's crazy, because he talks about the act of making love. I made love, and I released bodily fluids, and I felt so empty afterwards. And afterwards, I decided I'd never do that again. It's like, oh my god. <laughs> yeah, so Jesus. it's just... Yeah. It's like, that. that's... The whole so, world's going to end because we, of that. <laughs> this general's fucking batshit yeah. crazy. <laughs> Lovely. Meanwhile, inside the war room, where apparently there is no fighting. Yeah, no fighting the inside the war room. <laughs> we get another appearance on this podcast from uh, George C. Scott, oh, yes. who plays a general, a warmongering yes. general. It was just all about some fucking murder, and I loved every second oh, yeah. of it. Uh, well, George C. Scott is great <laughs> in everything, period. That's my general rule. 
Yeah, he, he's just amazing. He's <laughs> Yeah, he's he's got himself a girlfriend that uh yeah, I'm sure he's fully committed to. It. He sounds like he's fully committed. <laughs> <laughs> he seems like That's a- when I first noticed it. I was like, that's George C. Scott, I can mm-hmm. tell. It's like I was watching with the wife. She's like, how can you tell? Listen to that sigh. Mm-hmm. <sighs> that's George C. Well, Scott. Well, that's the thing. It's a younger George C. Scott, but that voice is still there. That is the same voice. Still <laughs> that big, burly yeah. voice, that that commanding mm-hmm. voice. Oh, yeah, it's beautiful. And, yeah, of course, uh, <laughs> being the general he is, he brings up, like, oh, they've already activated this command. It's very unlikely we will recall these planes. Let's go all in and just fucking, you know, we can probably end this with 20 million instead of 150 million dead. <laughs> That's an acceptable yeah. casualty. We'll, we'll just nuke the shit out of them and then we're good. <laughs> like, there's moments where how it's being shot and framed, you could tell that they're being very dramatic and very serious yeah. about it. But the dialogue is just so ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Like it, it's it, it, it's funny and scary at the yeah. same time because you know like that there possibly could be people with their fingers on the button mm-hmm. who are literally represented yeah. like this, just having conversations. Regardless like of what this. the disclaimers, yeah. Regardless of what that disclaimer said, it, all the people depicted in this film are not representation of any actual living people. Yes, except the ones that are. <laughs> <laughs> except the ones yeah. that are. Yeah. <laughs> Did specify which ones those are, but I think that's up for you to yeah. decide. You, the viewer, <laughs> to decide. Now, if you ask me, I think Stellar's playing the president. Um, you totally looked like true. Yeah. Well, I think he also has a, a Kissinger scene, character too. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> Peter yeah. Sellers pops up a couple of times in this movie. <laughs> yeah. He uh, also has a Churchill-esque character as yeah. well. Yeah. Uh, it's... <laughs> oh, my. A young Churchill, probably. Yeah. <laughs> Before he became, you know, Winston. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, what's, what, what's... It's like, don't look up, like I said earlier. It's... Like, it's so ridiculous. But at the same time, there's a part of you that goes, Jesus Christ, there are people like this, aren't there? There are people like My that, God. Yeah. My God. <laughs> And there's people who are like as as gun ho as the uh, pilots of that of the men in the plane. Yeah. Which actually, I wanted to bring this up because this I, I Slim Pickens, who plays the uh, captain yeah. of mm-hmm. this group, and uh, Slim Pickens is a uh, character actor from the '70s and '60s and '50s, as well, I believe. He's had like a long mm-hmm. career of it. Uh, most. Famously, he played in the movie in the Mel Brooks film Blazing yes, Saddles. He did, yeah. He played the assistant to um, uh, I think his name is Taggart. Yeah, uh, Hedy Lamar. No, Hedy Lamar was um, uh, Harvey Corman. Yeah, well, that was the guy who was the assistant to. Oh, yeah, his name was Harvey, Taggart. No, I got gotcha. you. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, Hedy Lamar played the assistant to uh, the uh, governor. Yeah. Who's played by mm-hmm. who was played by a pantsless Mel yes, Brooks? Yes, he was. He, he has boxers. What? Yeah. And I'm and, and, I, and I'm trying to say that and keep a straight face. <laughs> that movie is classic. But, but, a, but a pantsless mm-hmm. Mel Brooks. <laughs> he also had Governor. Or, 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 he had Governor written on the back of his a couple of times. <laughs> I thought that was fucking hilarious. Oh, that's an Arakabi classic. But, but yeah. <laughs> That is another great comedy. 
that should be remade today. Oh, sure, you could totally remake it. I fucking, I fucking dare Hollywood to. I fucking dare them. Uh, they will fuck it up, you know that. They will, they will fuck it up. Mel will be embarrassed. It will be PG-13. Actually, no, <laughs> it, no, it'll be animated, and it'll be a Pixar film. Uh, Tom Hanks will have the lead. <laughs> yeah, Tom Hanks will play yeah. Sheriff Bart. <laughs> sure, sure. Uh, but yeah, Doctor We better stop. We better stop talking this before we talk it into existence. Yeah, <laughs> but Doctor Strangelove, uh, it, it, we got to talk about uh, what the guys on the plane. Well, well the... Verse what the um, the emergency rations box? Because <laughs> that that that's that that was the point I wanted to bring up when I started talking about slip pickets. Because he just he is just so deadpans funny oh, yeah. and just doing shtick so well. Like where he's talking about inside, you will find one forty five pistol, two boxes of ammunitions, here several rations of food. So is it like medical kit containing antibiotics, sedatives, pet pills, sleep pills, prophylactics? Well, a hell, a fellow in Vegas could have a great weekend in Vegas with all that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I had to stop the movie. I was laughing so hard. <laughs> that was funny. <laughs> uh, also on the plane, one of the, the first film yeah. role of James Earl Jones, who... Yes. Not much of a character. He probably has about a dozen lines that are used to just reading, reading off readings, but it's worth noting. Because it's, it's James Earl fucking Yeah, he Jones. was just... <laughs> yeah, I mean, he was pretty much just going, what's our vector yeah, vector? Yeah, except, you know, the serious version of that. Which... Roger, Roger. Yeah, a lot of this movie is played kind of serious, which is kind of why it's scary. Like it, cause... A lot of it is, and it's funny because, like, whenever it's, like, the military jargon, mm -hmm. like, them in the ship, all of that felt very genuine and mm -hmm. real like even like the military or even any government official or even political figure kind of talking about protocol and what they need to be doing like in the war yeah. room and how they were starting to talk like all of that felt really like real and it's just wow this is this is a great mm -hmm. movie like this is a great movie and i will also say it's definitely one that i would i have trouble classifying like it's hard for me to classify and like how would i define or classify this yeah. movie um I don't know. What's, Kubrick. Well, it's one of those things, like, <laughs> for the most part, the actors play this fairly straight. Slim Pickens plays it fairly straight for, you know, as straight as he can. Um, yeah. Same with Scott, too. And well, Sellers. He gives Scott all has moments. Serious. And then... He has moments where he's being camping. And then yeah. Sellers, when he's playing Mandrake in the present, is pretty... Uh, he's playing that fairly straight. But, like, yeah, he definitely has some fun with Strange Love. <laughs> Oh, he does. He does have a lot of fun and him fighting all of his Nazi urges. I believe he referred to the president as much. Uh, yeah, at least uh, once. Yeah, he gives the Nazi salutes twice. to him at least once. <laughs> he, he fights and bites his own yeah. hand. Oh, I can walk. Of course, uh, after the world is essentially ended, one of my favorite moments is when they're trying to figure out, OK, what do we do now? Well, what we can do is we can find some mine shafts. We have to find some beautiful women for all of us so we can reproduce. It's very important for society. And all of a sudden, they're all on board. But then all of a sudden, it turns to, oh, we need to make sure we have the best mine shafts. We can't get the Russians get the lead on us on the mine shaft. We can't have a mine shaft gapped. <laughs> and then it just all goes to hell. <laughs> yeah, it just all goes yeah. to shit. The Russian was a spy the whole well, time. Well, yeah, he's a Russian ambassador, of course. You know? 
course he was a spy. I could have told you that. I would have had that man search before he even. I mean, the entire point he was called in for was to report on the to the Russians on what was going on, which, of course, George C. Scott's general character was 100 percent against. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like you're gonna bring him in. Like he'll he see it. He'll be grabbing all the biters yeah. and running around the room. <laughs> uh, yeah, part of the re- although it's, we gotta note part of the reason the world's gonna end is because Russia did make a doomsday device that will blow up. They did if they're attacked. And of course, the obvious question is asked: Why would you do this and what not tell the world? What well, What is the point of such a device and not telling the world? Yeah. Well, they want to survive. They want to surprise their president on his birthday, so they're waiting for that moment. <laughs> it's like, are you fucking serious? <laughs> yeah, like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> so we're all gonna die because you want a birthday surprise. Cool, cool. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Oh man. Uh, I love this one. I'm trying to think of other things because I know there's so much in this movie. I absolutely love. There is so much. Well, well, we could talk about the deleted pie fight ending that never made it or like, I don't even know if there's any copies of film of that, but I've seen still images well, was of it. it supposed but to that's be? about it. It was supposed to be a giant pie really? fight at the end. <laughs> yeah. That sounds kind of funny, but I, I see why they delete it because it, God, this movie's ridiculous, but that might be a bit going a bit too far with it. <laughs> Well, yeah, yeah, I mean, that might have been a bit much, but also, I mean, it made just as much sense. Well, deleted scene gold. (laughs) Oh, yeah, deleted scene gold. (laughs) Let's see. Uh, I'm trying to think. This movie did definitely remind me a lot of Don't Look Up. It would actually go, it would pair nicely with it for like a double. Yeah, if you're looking for like movies that are parodies of things that could totally happen. Yeah, <laughs> you know, you know, like satire, social commentary. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, according to some trivia here, the, the film led to actual changes in policy to ensure that the events depicted could never really happen in real life. So I'm going to assume it's the change where, like, you can't just say, "Oh, somebody died, and now I'm in charge." No. <laughs> Probably also prevented some people from creating an actual doomsday device, too. Oh, there's some... I mean, one would hope. Here's something I actually wasn't sure about, so I'm kind of glad uh, I have this here. Because I kind of wanted to bring up, because there's a scene where uh, General Turgidson, who's George C. Scott character, kind of, like, falls over, but he just keeps on rolling mm-hmm. with the line. And I'm like, did they mean to do that? That, that seems crazy. <laughs> okay, so here's the trivia. The scene where General Turgidson trips and falls in the war room and then gets back up and resumes talking as if nothing happened was really an accident. Stanley Kubrick mistakenly thought that was George C. Scott really in character, so he left it in the film. <laughs> but no, George just t- just took a little fall. He, well, he he's a, he's a professional. He's reading a line, he takes a fall, and then he just gets right back up. Gets and up kinda, and keeps reading that fucking line, yeah. And it works for the character. It's, it's what that well, character does, would do, because, too. Well, it definitely does, because, you know, like, we kind of saw he was absolutely batty. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> James Earl Jones initially thought Slim Pickens was staying in character off-camera. Until he was told he wasn't putting on a character. That's the way he always talked. <laughs> That's just him, man. Yeah. That is him. 100% him. 
All right. Peter Sellers was not keen on multiple takes. One of Stanley Kubrick's trademarks. Kubrick felt that Sellers, Sellers' performance improved with each successive take. While Sellers couldn't understand why he was being asked to keep doing the same scene over and over again. <laughs> <laughs> General Ripper's paranoia about water fluoridation being a communist plot is based on a conspiracy theory circulated by extreme right-wing John Birch Society in the 1950s and 60s. The organization, which was founded in 1958, was quite influential in conservative politics at the time. And the fluoridation of communist plot, or fluoridation is a communist plot theory took hold in many rural areas of the U.S., with some small towns going so far as not only bland or ban fluoridation of water, but pass ordinances requiring the arrest and jailing of anyone who advocated it. Oh my God! Oh wow! Jesus. I thought that was just flat out, flat out crazy. That's based on real events. Jesus. This movie's even better than I thought, because that, <laughs> that adds weight to it. <laughs> uh, so, any final thoughts on Doctor Strange? Look, I can't think of anything else to say, but I love yeah. this movie. Uh, watch it if thoughts. you haven't uh, seen it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Watch it if you have not seen it. Uh, the sets, though, for the war room. Oh, yeah, the war room looked great. Mm. It, it looked big and bored, and they had a giant board. Mm-hmm. The big board. Yeah. He'll see the board, Mr. President. <laughs> Let's bring in the Russian ambassador, but he'll see the board. <laughs> he'll see the board. <laughs> yes. Yes, he will. Uh, yeah. that, that's the only thing I wanted to add. And the president it. was like, yeah, he. that's the that's, point. But he'll well, see it. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's the point. But he'll see it. <laughs> it's right there. Uh... No. Such a great movie. <laughs> Let's see. I think we already discussed all the Pink Floyd stuff. Um, yeah, we did. What, next week we got Search for Spock? I think on the itinerary I have Search for Spock. Uh, oh, yeah. We were, uh, we were going to do a rewatch of Daredevil, which I thought could be fun. So the first four episodes of Daredevil. I'll go That's ahead and confess cool, I haven't cool. seen all those series, so I'm kind of interested in going and watching all those. I haven't watched any of Jessica Jones. I started uh, Luke Cage, and I fell asleep during the first episode of Iron Fist. Iron Fist. I watched stores. all of uh, Daredevil. I've seen all the seasons. I watched all of. Um, I've seen all of Daredevil, and uh, I never got got around to watching Punisher. Punisher was good. I've seen all the season ones. I have not seen any of the last seasons, except for strangely enough, Iron Fist, oh. because that was the one my parents lost all interest in. So I watched it without him. <laughs> but yeah, I, I kind of envisioned maybe we could like go through and watch some of these Marvel series, especially now they're on Disney Plus and maybe they're MCU canon now. Well, they are clear. because, well, I mean, I, I'm, I think it's fair game to say that we can say yes to Daredevil because he appeared in, uh, you know, No Way Home. Yes, he did. Mac well, Murdoch. I mean, and then Kingpin also appeared in Hawkeye. And and Kingpin also appeared in Hawkeye. Yeah, but the multiverse so, makes it muddy, so... Well, 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 what I'm thinking about, well, based off that logic alone, all right, so it would be fair to say that because Daredevil appeared in uh, No Way Home, anyone connected to him and, and appeared in that Daredevil series would also, by by extension, be in the MCU. Mm-hmm. Luke Cage, we already know is because I remember from the first episode, uh, 
they were talking about the events of 2012 Avengers fighting in downtown New York. Oh, no, they have those references in all the the, the Netflix series. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think Jessica Jones is because they talk about it. That's the one that I am. I haven't seen. Season yet. one. Spectacular. Um, I'm. I'm kind of not a Kristen Ritter fan. No, she, so. she's good. She, she's good in that series. I, I mean, I mean, I mean, honestly, between her, Katy Perry, and Zoe Deschanel, it's just they they kind of merge into one person. She's a better actress than those. Well, Katy Perry's not even an actress, so no, 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 no she's not. She just, I, I'm, my wife is working her way through New Girl right oh, now. Oh gosh. <laughs> Well, she de- Kristen Ritter is definitely able to do some, uh, has to hit some layers in Jessica Jones that uh, I doubt so. Oh, Dash yeah, no. has and, to do and, in uh, New Girl. New- I don't think so. I, I kind of think New Girl's like, you know, Sunny Light. If ABC produced It's Always mm-hmm. Sunny in Philadelphia and didn't make it controversial, just made it nice and pleasant and easy to swallow. So, so if it was Always Sunny in Philadelphia, but like nothing like Sunny, Always Sunny in Philadelphia. <laughs> Yeah, like a, like ABC watered down. Sure. It's always sunny in Philadelphia. So like shitty. <laughs> I mean, they do the shouting at each oh, other. Well, there you go. <laughs> but uh, yeah, we'll we'll probably like it'll probably be staggered. I don't see us going through the whole thing. But yeah, uh, I, yeah, I'm, yeah, I won't yeah. mind catching up all these series. I definitely want to see the last seasons of Jessica Jones and Daredevil. And what well, I don't think I've seen the last season of Luke Cage or Punisher for that matter. So what, roughly four seasons I'm missing of that. So yeah, yeah. And I haven't seen any of Agents of Shield. Well, Agents of Shield. I think that one's now been completely fight now decanonized. Now, yeah, that's too bad because they go up against Hydra a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it and, links you know, the movies Hydra. a lot in that one too. <laughs> Hail Hydra. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so next week, Daredevil and Star Trek 3. And then the third one All is right. a bit more mobile. Uh, but we'll get to it when we get to it. <laughs> yeah. So, everyone, have a good one. Take care. I want to go ahead and add some audio credits at the end here. Uh, The theme music you're hearing at the beginning and end of this podcast was uh, written and performed by George Johnson, a very good friend of mine. And my current Patreons are uh, Fel Martins, David Lara, and Lindsay Painkhurst. If you'd like to become a patron, go ahead and follow the link down below. Anything you can provide would be incredibly helpful to this channel. We're barely limping by right now. Uh, I'd love to make this my full-time job, but I'm miles away from that right now. So any help you could provide, just a dollar a month would be amazing. You know you want to. All your friends are doing it. I'm sorry, my brother just sent me a text. He's at a concert right now. Oh, who's he seeing? Bob Weir. Oh, okay. I've heard of Bob Weir. (laughs) Yeah, he's uh, one of the Grateful Dead guys, isn't he? Yeah, okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Bobby's touring now with a band called the Wolf Brothers, where it's they play a lot of dead tunes and Bobby's mostly Bobby's tunes, mm-hmm. but it's just kind of Bobby's style. He's just old man out there still fucking rocking, okay. having Ooh. fun, looking forever like your dad on vacation. Yeah, forever. <laughs> like, here, I, I, yeah, 
Uh, Bobby is the gentleman up front with the guitar. Oh, awesome. Oh, yeah. Okay. We got a good picture there. Mm-hmm. 